You Can Mentor is a podcast about the power of building relationships with kids from hard places in the name of Jesus. Every episode will help you overcome common mentoring obstacles and give you the confidence you need to invest in the lives of others. You Can Mentor. Mentors and mentoring leaders, Zach Garza here with the You Can Mentor podcast. I got three things that I would like to ask of you today. Number one, if you are a mentoring organization and you would like to be on our podcast or learn more about the best practices of mentoring, please reach out to us, www.youcanmentor.com. You can send us an email, Zach, Z-A-C-H, at youcanmentor.com, or Stephen, that's with a P-H, at youcanmentor.com. You can also find us on social media give us that DM and we'll get back to you. We just want to get to know you and we want to learn more about what you're doing in your communities to advance mentoring. And we believe that interaction leads to innovation. So let's work together and advance the kingdom through mentoring. Number two, if you know of someone who would benefit from the You Can Mentor podcast, please share our podcast, share our information with them. That would be super helpful. And then lastly, if you could rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts, give us that five star. It will help spread the word about mentoring and the You Can Mentor podcast because we really do want every mentoring org in America who is trying to make disciples through mentoring to know about us. We want to get to know about them so we can learn from them and work together to help kids reach their full potential. So that's what I got. Please do those things. Reach out to us, share and rate. Appreciate you. You can mentor. Welcome back to the You Can Mentor podcast. This is Zach. I'm here with my main man, John Bernard. We're back together. We're back together. Fat and fine. Fat and fine once again. And we're here continuing our series on the pillars of mentoring. I'm honestly just jazzed about it. For sure. Me too. You look jazzed. I truly am. (laughs) I'm drinking my second (laughs) cup of coffee today. All right, here we go. So the first installment in this podcast series was on David and Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. And talked about King David and how he was a mentor, how he really helped out this guy whose name I can't pronounce, Mephibosheth. Perfect. And he called him up and he gave him a purpose and he gave him identity and he surrounded him with community, gave him a seat at the table. Absolutely. David, King David, the mentor. I love David. I'm a David guy. Yeah. And I didn't even know about this story. Now you're even more of a David guy, right? 100%. Man, I love that. I'm going to get a David tattoo on my chest. Whoa. In his, in his, I'm trying to think about what he was dancing in his ephod. Maybe I'll just get like a stone and a slingshot and people are like, hey man, what's that? And be like, oh bro, it's David. Whoa, man. Those bros are going to trip when they see that. Man. All right, here we go. Episode two, we talked about, what did we talk about? The three hats. Yeah, the three hats that a mentor wears. What are, what are they? Do you remember? Just without looking? A farmer, miner, tour guide. You got it. The farmer's tossing seeds. They are focusing in on controlling what they can control, but knowing that God is sovereign and he's got this whole thing. For sure. The miner's doing what? Yeah, man. The miner's just uncovering, right? Uncovering those valuable stones, finding them, and you know what then? Just sharpening, right? Cutting, cutting away, making them dynamic and beautiful. Polishing, putting them on display. For sure. Putting them in a nice setting. Like there might be like a spotlight shining at an angle. Yeah. Brings out the- Totally. Brings out the shine, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then the tour guide. It's like the as we go component. It's, it is like, hey, you're on your journey and 
I'm going to be the tour guide. I'm going to point out things to observe, point out things to watch out for, mm-hmm. point out histories, different meanings, things like that to help you ultimately achieve what the Lord has called you to do. For sure. I was just thinking about this too, by the way, that we we didn't spend enough time, I think, or at least, you know, you know, like when you're mowing and you're thinking about the conversation that you had and it's yeah. like, oh yeah. man, I wish I would have said this. But specific to this tour guide, something that I, we didn't discuss, which is really interesting is when you go to a place and you have a tour guide sharing about this certain place, you know what's really awesome? That tour guide is the biggest fan of that place that they're sharing about, right? You've never really gone somewhere and have a tour guide, you know, be haphazardly talking about. No, they're really like, they love where they are, right? They, they're they still in love with it. And I love like when they get excited to show, even though they've maybe shown what they're looking at 20 times that day, they're still just as, as excited, right? So is the mentor when it comes to living our life. You know, we have to be excited about it and, and, and desire to take a mentee to a place you know, and again, just show them all that there is to see and to enjoy in a healthy life. And I think so much of that comes from you yourself as the mentor, your relationship with the Lord being first and foremost, because there's different things that we encounter throughout different parts of our lives, throughout different parts of our day. But if you are walking with the Lord and if you trust that all things happen for a reason, that the Lord can work all things to the good of those who follow him, then Whenever you're showing this, whenever you're talking about life, whenever your mentee's going through something and you're supporting them through this, you ultimately know that God is faithful. He is who he says he is and that he is going to make a way for your mentee to experience him through this journey. For sure. And I think that that's super cool Mm -hmm. because sometimes bad things happen and you don't know what to say and you don't know what to do, but you do know that God's got this and you do know that somehow, some way, even though you can't see it, he's going to turn this bad into good. He's going to turn this darkness into light Mm -hmm. because he who calls us is faithful. I just kind of went off there. Good stuff. All right. So we are on episode three and we're talking about the three levels. A lot of threes, right? Yeah. There's a lot of threes. Threes are good though. Yeah. So we're talking about the three levels that a mentor takes his mentee through whenever he or she are explaining something or presenting something or helping a mentee walk through a situation. For sure. And I think that this is really good because it kind of systematizes how you communicate with your mentee and kind of gives you a tool to put in your tool belt in regards to how to teach them, guide them, lead them through whatever they're experiencing. Absolutely. This can be circumstantial. So, you know, when you think about lessons that you might want to teach, this might be something that, that happens as a result of, you know, when you when you kind of sit down and talk to your mentee and they're, they're sharing maybe an issue or a struggle that they're going through so that you're kind of reactionary sometimes as a mentor, or it, it could also be just a general lesson. You know, you might, you might kind of have come out from your, you know, your devotional time with the Lord that day and think, oh man, you know what, when I meet with Rick, like I'm going to talk about this. I want to be able to kind of share what I just kind of experienced or to give them that same just understanding of like how God's word speaks and how, as we're going to talk about how it comes from what we understand and value to what we practice. Yeah, for sure. As a former educator, I was a teacher for a while. There's a certain art to get a kid to understand something. So if I just walked into my classroom and just gave the kids all of the answers, they would have the answers. Yes, but they wouldn't have the experience of having to struggle through something, of having to learn it themselves. And ultimately, they will probably just forget the answer. But if you take them through a series of events that helps ingrain the answer and maybe even attaches an experience or a story to it, then they are going to remember that a whole lot longer than if you just gave them the answer. 
For sure. There's this quote by Sir Benjamin Franklin. I don't United him. I don't know if he's a sir, but that's but if there's anyone who should be a sir, it's Benjamin Franklin. I don't know if the Queen knighted Ben Franklin just for you history buffs. I think George Washington we'll did. fact check that. Tell me and I forget. Teach me and I may remember. Involve me and I learned. And I think that's so true as a for former sure. teacher, as a father, as someone who tries to teach people things. You've got to figure out a way how to present, engage, how to teach in such a way that they're going to understand it and they're going to learn from it. And it's engaging. It's not boring. But it's going to be something that they're going to hold on to for a long, long time. So, yep. And that's where the head, heart, and hands comes in. That's it. Three levels. So I'm going to give a brief little overview, and then we're going to deep dive it. Okay. Now, John was a little bit concerned that we're going to make this too complicated. Do you want to speak to that? No, man. I, I, I just don't want to over-explain. You know what I mean? I think that there's some good stuff here. So, But I think you're, you're talking about, hey, man, let's take a 30,000-foot cruise over this thing. Yeah. And then let's get a little bit closer to it. Yeah, let's go 5,000. Because it's all about understanding it and getting it. And, and for your listener to be able to say, oh, you know what? This is super applicable. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I can use this just as you mentioned. This is a tool. Yeah. Well, and just like I naturally am going to go a, a tad bit deeper because. Because you're super deep. Yeah, because I'm just so deep. You're so philosophical. Just, I'm pretty much, I don't know who's deep and who's philosophical, but that's me. Who is someone who's deep? In your life? Yeah, just, or just in pop culture? Yeah, just in pop culture. Well, you know, I mean, Gandhi? I'm, I don't know. Wait a minute. This <laughs> is a Christian <laughs> podcast. I don't know if we can talk about All right. We're getting off the rails Being here. Being so worldly. Okay, so the head is you've got to make sure that your mentee understands it, that it makes sense, that, that you are presenting what you're trying to teach them in such a way that they get it, right? For so, sure. So if I'm talking to an eight-year-old and I use an analogy or a story about, you know, algebra two, they're not going to understand that. So it's teaching them in such a way that they get it and that it resonates with them. The second one is the heart. So once they understand it, once it goes through their head, then the heart is it influences them. It actually changes things in their heart. It makes its way from the head to the heart. It's that little five-inch journey from knowledge to actually, oh my gosh, like this yeah. hits. Right? 18, 18 inches. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't really know what an inch is. Maybe with your head bowed. Yeah, yeah. It's closer. Or maybe the person's just short. I was talking about a baby's head to heart. <laughs> gotcha. So, that makes total sense. Yeah. And then, so head, understand. Heart influences. But the hands is where you apply it, where it actually makes an impact, where they can say, oh my gosh, so this is how this works in, in, in my life, right? Not, not in the mentor's life, but in their life. Right. Tell me and I forget that tell me is kind of the head piece. Mm-hmm. Teach me and I may remember, that is kind of the heart piece, but involve me and I may learn, that's the hands piece. That's, that is the, I'm gonna teach you how to fish so you can fish for the rest of your life. You got it. Hey, what's cool about this too, man, as you're mentioning these things, just for those that are like me, that are visual, right? Are you, are you, a, are you like a kinetic learner? Are you auditory, visual, what are you? I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> how do you best learn something? How, if I needed to teach you a concept, I don't know. Do I? Do you read about it? Do uh, you need to hear about it, or do we? Do your do your hands need to actually work on a thing? I mean, YouTube. Okay. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I I actually would. I'd say I'm a visual learner. Yeah. Yeah. Most is it most cool if I just say this? Are, yeah. 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 Most, and it's a guy thing too to be visual. Yeah. So anyway, 
I want you to kind of make this visual real quick of, of let's just talk about like it being a, a spiritual concept. Okay, where does it start? It starts with the Lord, okay? Mm-hmm. So visually speaking, right, we, you know, it comes from heaven, okay? And from there, it, it hits us in the head where we understand it, right? From there, the trickle down is into the heart where we, where we say, you know what? This helps to continue to shape the design of mm-hmm. my Christianity, of my faith, mm-hmm. okay? And then from there, it keeps coming down to the hand. So again, like heaven, maybe we just added another. Heaven, head, heart, hands. Okay, adding the heaven was a little cheesy, but visually, visually, we do see that it, that it comes from the Lord and that it reaches its fruition in our hands. It's almost like uh, here's a different way to say it: you can read it in the Bible, but then the Holy Spirit changes your heart, and then you apply it by watching what Jesus did here on earth. Yep, that's my way was a lot better than yours. Your way was better, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, here we go. Head, heart, hand. So let's talk about the head. Why is the head important, John? Well, here's the deal, that these levels are all important because if there's a breakdown in one of them, there's a breakdown in all of them, right? We just, I think you mentioned earlier in being a teacher, you know, I can think about it too, like in being one who served in the church as a leader, it is about communication. And the fact is like, if if there's a breakdown in, in the lesson that I'm trying to teach or the concept that I'm trying to bring, then I'm not doing my job most effectively. So I want to be a really good communicator. Being a really good communicator means knowing your audience and being able to take the lesson or the thing that you believe needs to be learned and giving it to them in such a way that they can make that aha moment. So like I'm nodding my head right now, right? Like saying, yeah, okay, I get it. I get what you're saying. The very first step in that is you have to know your audience. So you have to know your mentee. You have to know what they value. You have to know their story. You have to know where they come from. Got to know their culture. And that is essential in regards to trying to teach them something that they're going to understand. For sure. That's that's also knowing how do they process information, right? Like, you know, the, the, the love language thing, right? Maybe that has, has some to do with it as well. It's just knowing who they really are. So instead of kind of forcing your agenda or the way that you communicate onto a person, it's to say, you know what, I've been spending enough time with you and, and listening to you. So I, I get how you process. Like I asked you the question, well, how do you best learn something? That's so important to know of your mentee because that's exactly what you want to lean into in order to make this work. Yeah, for sure. So that's the importance of the head. It's understanding that you have this information and what you want to begin with is sharing this information so that terminology doesn't get in the way, right? Don't use your fancy words and have your listener understand what words, you, you know, what these words mean instead of them just just nodding and saying, oh yeah, 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 I get that. No, like really understand that this is this is a logical conversation that you're, that you're expressing. Maybe it's a, a, a truth from God's word. Case in point, Hebrews 13, 8. All right, let's just use that as a very simple example. Jesus, is, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay. What a cool foundational truth, right? Something that we can read and say, oh, okay. So what, what my head gets from this verse is that Jesus transcends space and time, period, right? Like that's the, that's the logical. Now, does that result in lots more to understand? Sure. But a lot of that's within, you know, then at the heart level. But just for the head to, to realize that, oh, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, means that he that God transcends through his son. And that right there is the head information. Right. But that's not going to change your life until you somehow connect it to the heart. Exactly right. Exactly right. That's great. So the head, it teaches new information. Though The main word that kind of comes to mind whenever I think about this is knowledge, right? Like it's not enough just to give a kid a Bible because a kid is probably going to have a hard time interpreting the Bible. 
they're going to read a passage and they're going to be confused and they're going to have questions and they're not going to know what that means. And so, but that, that is an essential part of teaching a mentee something. It is logical. It is rational. It's kind of the, here's how to be successful. It's that step-by-step process, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you want to explain it in such a way that after you're done, kind of like what you said, it's that aha moment. Oh, oh, so, so that's what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so this is what it means whenever you say Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Yeah. And that's why I think metaphor is so important, right? And storytelling is so important because these are the tools that one uses when they're trying to get the point across to say, oh, you know what? Okay. If I'm talking about maybe something as abstract as the theology of the doctrine, I'm sorry, take that back. The theology of Trinity. Okay. Right. I mean, that's a foundational truth to our faith. Well, you know, when you think about like the vacation Bible school kind of way of beginning to understand, although it's not comprehensive and it doesn't do it justice, this is where you start um, hearing lessons about using like the egg or mm. the apple, right? Because it takes something that is very abstract and it makes it, it brings it into that that metaphor or what Jesus would do in speaking in so much parable is to say, okay, listen, guys, I'm trying to tell you this big, this this truth for you to, to have that aha moment. Well, guess what? It's like a farmer out in the field, right? Or it's like a woman who's lost a coin. So that's that's kind of the the beauty of that and why it's important as a mentor to kind of have that value and understand that that metaphor, that storytelling and other devices are really important in in getting the point across. Yeah, for sure. Some more examples of this is like if you want to teach your mentee about money, if you want to teach them finances, if you want to teach them professionalism or hard work or integrity, right? Like these are kind of big words that your kid may or may not know. And so like yes, it's important for you to explain it in such a way that they leave saying, oh, so so that's why finances are important. This is why it's important that I be professional or that I am a hard worker or have integrity or know about the Trinity or da-da-da. For so. sure. Yeah, I mean, that you're right. This could be a spiritual matter or just as you mentioned, this could be starting, initiating a conversation about how credit cards work. Right, just anything that you're trying to teach your mentee. So once you do that, once you have them saying, oh, so here's why it's important, then you move on to the heart. And why don't you tell us about the heart? Sure thing. So again, we get it. It's the understanding. And then it goes down. And, and as I mentioned before, it trickles down into the very definition of who we are. So again, when I'm saying heart, I'm not saying emotion. This isn't about, you know, the difference between, oh, my whatever, you know, my head says this, my heart says this. We're not talking about that as much. We're kind of taking it to a deeper level, really, of what scripture says when it refers to the heart. It's not talking about your emotion. It's not talking about a percentage of who you are or a fraction, it's actually talking about holistically who you are, okay? And so when we think about taking a spiritual truth and understanding it, okay, nodding our head, okay, I made a connection to my brain here, but then what we have to consider is, well, how does this work to continue to add to the definition of who I am as a believer at the heart level, mm-hmm. okay? So just taking again the example of Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, I get that. He transcends space and time. That's a huge concept. Now, wait a minute. What does it mean for me as a believer? Well, wait a minute. Now, you know, I'm understanding what you got. It's almost like, why should I care about this? Mm-hmm. It answers the why. That's great. Please continue. <laughs> well, no, man, that's it. It's just to say, okay, well, let's see. God has loved me forever. God will love me forever. I, I'm as a, as a believer, I'm a member of his family. He will never leave me, never forsake me. Oh man, what else on earth gives me that kind of guarantee, right? So now I can kind of compare that to say, well, you know, I'm, 
I'm living my life in the midst of other relationships. I'm living my life in the midst of other things that want to claim its identity over me to say, well, hey, you know what, man, you're a great football player. But wait a minute, as soon as I break my leg, am, am I still a football player? No. See, that's a temporary identity. And yet in my faith, I'm understanding that I'm a, I'm a member of this family forever. So it's not dependent on my performance. It's not dependent on anything that is of the earth in a temporal sense, but instead it's eternal. So, wow, to be a member of God's family from now until forever, man, that's huge. That goes to then start informing other things that I'm thinking about or other things that I'm viewing on this earth, right? Because I'm now looking at it through that eternal lens of God being forever and, and of my being a family member. So it's almost like if you want to be fill in the blank with the heart. So if you want to be loved for exactly who you are, if you want to have your identity secure, which all of that's the heart stuff, you need to understand the head stuff. You need to understand that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So the heart is, is the, the next step in regards to what the head has learned. So right. it's like, here's how it matters. If the head says this is important, the heart says here's why, it impacts our belief and it changes what we care about, right. which is the ultimate end goal is to transform your mind, transform your heart, for it to truly change your day-to-day. Absolutely. And I think just like what you said, stories help. Like being able to use an analogy, being able to use a metaphor, being able to somehow, some way, take the knowledge and craft it in such a way that they understand it to where they care about it. Because if you just go up to a kid and say, hey man, Jesus Christ is the same today or yesterday, today, and tomorrow, they're going to be like, uh, yeah, so, so what? Mm-hmm. Or if you just go up to a kid and say, hey, here's why you need to understand finances. Then they're going to be like, what, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But it's our job as a mentor to take that next step and say, I know that that might seem weird, but here's why it's important to you. Here's why you should care about it. Do you want to be rich one day? Do you want to have your own house? Do you want to feel loved no matter what you do? Uh, well, yeah. Okay. Well, then let me take that a step further. Here's a story about why the head stuff, why you need this knowledge. And you know, this is also cool, man. Just think about what you get to have the opportunity to share when you're, when you go to your mentee with a lesson of saying, Hey, I really want to get this point across to you. It's almost like, you know, what, where it's coming from is my head that understands it. And then I want to put it into your head for you to also understand it. But how much more important is it to say, you know why I'm teaching you this lesson? Mm-hmm. Because this lesson is that I understand it at my, at my heart level. And so the mentor gets to come along and say, dude, I'm so convicted of this truth that that's why I'm, I want you to understand it, right? Isn't that so much more important? I think that people value when we come at them with a conviction, okay? This is, this is a, a heart conviction as opposed to just the brain's understanding. I'm not just sharing something at that level. I'm sharing something at this level, and it's much deeper, and it's much more important. In fact, to the point of I, this, this spiritual truth is something that I use to define who I am as a believer and as a human being. And then it also goes on to affect who I am as a dad, as a husband, as, you know, all my other roles in life are like informed by this spiritual truth. And you get a chance to say, hey, I have this in my life. I understand this. I'm chasing after this. And I want you to desire the same. I want you to desire having a heart that feels accepted no matter what. I want you to desire being loved regardless of what you do. 
I want you to, to desire being a good steward with what the Lord has given you. And I mean, it's one thing to teach information, but it's a totally different thing to be creative enough to have your mentee say, oh, so, so that's, that's actually something that I want. That's actually something now that I care about. And I can see how that's going to ultimately get me to where I ultimately want to go. Yeah, yeah. And it's also helpful for us as the mentor to say, you know what? I want to have discernment over what I, what I share as well, right? I want to only share a conviction as opposed to just something that I'm unwilling to kind of let get down to the heart level, right? Because I can share a piece of information with you. And then what happens is you kind of put it in your brain. Okay, I understand what you're saying, but then guess what you have to do? You have to, you have to see if you actually agree with it or not, right? Mm-hmm. You have to like, as the, as the word says, test the spirits. You have to say, wait a minute, is this, is this teaching or is this thing that, you, that you've shared with me something that I'm willing to really put in at the heart level? And if you're not, if you don't have peace about it, you kick it out, right? You say, hey, I don't, I don't know if that's something that I would really say is, is how I define myself or my, my belief or, or at the integrity level of who I am, right? And so discernment is really important when we talk about going from the heart, I'm sorry, going from the head to the heart level. And it might take a while and it might be messy. And there might be a bunch of questions. Your mentee might have to have to fight through it. Do I really believe this? But ultimately it's our job as a mentor to stick with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So we are in, we are impressed on the mind during the head level. We go from being impacted and I think that those are some pretty important words too, because we can be impressed with something. Oh man, I'm impressed with that guy, you know, or I'm, I'm impressed with that. But there's a difference in just being impressed with something and really being impacted by something. And so. And then that goes to the third level, which is hands, which is where it influences your choices. That's right. Do you see what I did there with all the eyes? Wow. I know. Alliteration, man. We didn't Got even it. write that down. That was just off the dome. So good. All right. So let's talk about the hands. So it's like, if you want to be fill in the blank with the heart, if you really care about this, which is the heart, you need to understand this knowledge. You need to understand what, what the head is trying to get. Here's how you actually do it. That's the hands. So the first level head, next level heart, the final level is hands. So why don't, why don't you talk about that, John? So just think about you know, the typical, that, that typical trope of like being in a math class and hearing this lesson, and you know, what does is, what is the, the student always say? Well, wait a minute, man, how am I going to use this in the real world, right. right? Or think about it like being at church and hearing the sermon. Maybe it's, you know, maybe the guy's really fiery, or the woman is really, really, really bringing this lesson, and man, you're just nodding your head, and you're amening everything. If it doesn't get to the point of the all-important question, which is, so now what? Then we have missed we have missed it all together. Because think about how internal everything has been up to this point, right? When you have something hit you in the head, okay, you get it, you agree with it, and then you've given it time to kind of marinate and you've let it begin to affect you at the heart level. Well, my question is, what does that do? How does that do anybody out here in the real world any good, right? It's only when it gets down to the hands level because that is where I can physically see it, right? And that's where our mentee will begin to understand, oh wait, this, this lesson, this truth, this bit of information has not even really become anything until it is, it's fleshed out in some way, until it's applied. I know I should love my neighbor because the Bible tells me so. I actually care about loving my neighbor because here's how it impacts my life. 
Now here's how I actually love my neighbor. I go serve at a food pantry. I talk to the kid who's sitting by himself at school. I invite the kid who no one invites to their party, to my birthday party and so on. Exactly, man. And now, so again, Hebrews 13, eight. Oh, I get it. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and forever. Okay. So that means that he is eternal. Well, okay. What does that mean for, well, now I see the comparison in this world between those many things that, that I feel like are eternal, right? That matter so much that, that friendship or that, that job that I missed out on or whatever, you know, a failure, whatever, that just feels like it is so permanent. Well, wait, it's not because only Jesus is yesterday, today, and forever. So now how does that go to influence how I live my life in such a way that the things that I say and the things that I do are completely influenced by this, this fact that God is with me forever, right? And that I can't lose him. So now I'm going to be making decisions in a different way based on the, the eternalness of this relationship that I have with Christ. And that's going to make people who don't know him say, why'd you do that? And it's our job as the mentor to walk alongside the mentee, to guide them, to mentor them, to show them, to help them while they do this. For sure. It's to watch them. It's to be an advocate. It's to be a cheerleader. And we get to say, hey, now that you know this in your head, now that you've got this in your heart, here's how you apply it with your hands. You're going to care about the things that only the Lord cares about because those are the only things that are eternal. You're not going to be able to die and take your car with you. But if you love other people, if you die to self, if you serve those who the world shuns, that's going to carry on forever. How can we do that together? What's a way that you want to uh, embody that belief in your everyday life? That's awesome. For sure. All right. So we talked about the head. We talked about the heart. We talked about the hands. Now, why don't we talk about some pitfalls for the mentor if they are not thorough in all three of these steps? Yeah, man. And I think the same can even be said for, you know, when you think about just understanding a concept that gets that gets brought to you from God's word, you know, from the pulpit. I think that we we can make the mistake of thinking that once we have shared that truth or shared that lesson and that they get it in their brain, cool, the job's done. We've we've done it, you know. That can be dangerous because that goes into, I think, that an issue that we see in the church, which is to say that you can believe something and yet not act on it. And you shall know what kind of tree it is based on its fruit. I think whenever I hear about all this stuff, I think back to my own mentoring relationships and I think about how I'm just in such a hurry and how it's almost like my job is to fill my mentee up with as much information as possible because if they just have knowledge, they're good. Yeah. And once I'm done with that, once I teach them how to do this, 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 then they should be good to go. But I feel like in this, the Lord is teaching you, hey, trust the process. Be patient. It's a journey, right? Like Joseph went through these trials whenever he was tossed in the pit by his family up until the time that he was second in command. He went through 14 years of junk. But it was ultimately the process. It was the journey that the Lord was taking him through that ultimately was preparing him to lead. That was preparing him to become his best self. And if the Lord would have just given him a book, hey, these are the eight things you need to know to be second in command, he wouldn't have got that. But it was through all these experiences. It was through all of these different journeys that ultimately got, got it from 
from the head to the heart. And that ultimately impacted how he led and how he saw his family, how he forgave and all of these other things. Yeah, absolutely. So you think about kind of that old parenting adage, right? That the parent says to the kid, hey, do as I say, not as I do. That does not work. Doesn't. And it's a, you know what? That speaks to inconsistency here. It speaks right into the heart of this when it says, okay, I've taught you these concepts like I've told you what is right and you should do the right thing. But wait a minute, when you don't see me do the right thing, don't worry about it. Don't worry about that, okay? Do as I say, not as I do. Man, wait a minute. Would a mentor say that? Because all that you're doing there is you're showing that there's this, this incredible disconnect to what we agree with, to how we define ourselves, and then to how we live our life. And there should always be great consistency between these things. And so I think that's another thing that we have to be very careful about to not, we wouldn't obviously say that because that just always feels so wrong to say, you know, I don't think I've ever said that, do as I say, not as I do as a parent or as a, as a mentor, but we have to be careful because I think that if there is a breakdown in what we believe to what we do, then we are, we're actually sending that message. And that is one of inconsistency and that is one of hypocrisy as well. Because your actions determine beliefs more often than beliefs determine actions. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I do. Because kids are going to be what they see. And they're going to believe in experiences way more than they believe what you say. Right. So the best thing that you can do as a mentor is this last piece, this hands piece, which is ultimately what we want our mentees to do. We want them to get knowledge. We want it to impact them. Then we want them to go out and change the world. We want them to fulfill their potential and for them to bear fruit, for them to make disciples, for them to become all that the Lord has for them. But that's only gonna happen if they're, they've seen someone do it before. It's one thing to tell a kid, hey, you need to love your neighbor. But the best way that they're gonna learn how to love their neighbor is by watching you love their neighbor. It's by watching you be faithful and by watching you be humble and serve other people. Because it's one thing to tell them to do something and yeah, that helps, but it's so much more impactful if while you're telling them to do something, the mentee's staring right back at you and watching you do that exact same thing. Because then you're not just talking the talk, but you're actually walking the walk. And I'm, I am convinced that just you following Jesus with all of your heart, you embodying what the Lord has called you to do in your own personal life, that is the most impactful thing that a mentor can do for a mentee. Absolutely. Even in the midst of doubt, right? So I think about that movie scene, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, right? He's standing on the cliff. He looks across to the other sheer wall where he has to be, and there's no bridge in between. And what does he do? He takes that step of faith. There's a bridge there, but he can't see it. And so this so speaks into that as well, that last quote that you have, actions determine beliefs more often than beliefs determine actions. And that speaks into making a decision to do a thing when you're not 100% sure that everything's going to work out, right? But instead, you have that step of faith and based, again, on your belief, right, that God is good, that he is for you, that he will never leave, never forsake you. Well, man, how does your life show that? You know, sometimes that can be a really scary decision to make, but then you take that step of faith and then your belief comes alive in that as opposed to, well, okay, I understand it. I'll define myself by it. That, again, that doesn't always automatically turn into, now I will go do a thing. Sometimes we can just live in that headspace of saying, well, yeah, I know God is good. I know God is good. And yet, I can still struggle with really, truly believing that he is and taking the step to, to make my life, you know, to, to go out and do this thing 
But so often, we kind of have to make that decision to say, I don't know if, if I can't guarantee that the end result will be what I wish it will be, but that's not going to keep me from going out and taking that step of faith and doing the thing. And man, when you can stack up some of those stories and some of those accounts from your life and share those with a mentee to say, you know what, just a few years ago, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I really felt like God was telling me to do this. I did it. And now, you know, again, I'm still alive. Here I am just in front of you. Like those, those types of stories speak wonders into this very understanding of the levels of how, how things work and how they become real in the world and how a mentee can be encouraged to make wise decisions. I think to follow Jesus today, especially if you're a young mentee, if you're just a younger person, to follow Jesus, to do his commandments, to live counterculturally is, is terrifying. Like, Why in the world would you love those who persecute you? Like, Why would you you know, follow Jesus and obey his commandments and do all of these things that don't make sense to the world? To actually, call yourself, to actually call yourself a follower of Jesus and to do what he calls us to do, you're going to need some help. You're going to need someone who's going to walk alongside you and someone that you're able to ask questions to and someone that you're able to. The thing about this head, heart, and hands is you're kind of constantly going back to the heart because I don't, I don't know about you, but I doubt. I struggle. I mean, I'm, I'm an adult and I'm still saying, Lord, are you sure you're faithful? Like, yeah, 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 you've done these 18 things, but I still am having a hard time today. And so to have someone who can support you in that and who can speak truth while you're in that, that's almost vital because the whole world is against you. And every, I mean, the way of culture is going to speak against this. And so what a great opportunity we have as mentors to speak truth, to show truth. Hey, it's one thing to say the Bible says be faithful, but together I'm going to help that go from the head to the heart, but I'm also going to show you how I am being faithful and I'm going to let you in on my struggle and I'm going to teach you how to struggle well by struggling well myself. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's it. I don't think it's ever been a more difficult time to be a mentor because I think we live in a time right now where it's like, take care of yourself or, you know, look out for number one or... And honestly, I don't think it's been a more difficult time to, to be a believer as well with so many things under fire and, and the difficulty of that. However, this is the beauty of, of this and of the Lord continuing to be faithful to us, that we are in the midst of this struggle, that we do have doubts. And, that's, and, and the fact that we are a forgetful people, even when times have been great, we continue to be a, a forgetful people, just like the Israelites. When God did something great in their midst and provided for them in such a way, what did he tell them to do? Go over here and stack up these rocks. And you know why? Because in the future, you're going to forget that this even happened. You know, the mind, the way the mind works, you'll think, well, well, maybe it wasn't the hand of the Lord, but maybe it was just something naturally occurring in, in, in the world. And he said, no, I need you to be able to go over here and look at this thing and remember what I did to you today and remember and be able to show and to share those that come after you that this really happened. Mm -hmm. And that is such a beautiful picture of mentoring as well, as we know that God is good and that and when God leads us through maybe a, a challenge or a, a valley of death, that at the other end of that, he says, hey, go pile up these rocks because a few years from now, you're going to be walking with your mentee and you're going to walk by this and I want you to be able to tell them what I did. And then it's not only for their benefit, but look, just as you mentioned, Zach, in our doubt, it's for our benefit as well. It's that reminder, wait a minute, 
God, you, you have been faithful. You have been good. You've been with me each and every day, just as you promised. And I think what a great opportunity we have as mentors. You know, so often the enemy or the world or our own lack of progress will, will tell us that we're failing as a mentor. How come there's not fruit? How come this kid's quote unquote not changing? How come they're not becoming everything that I'm teaching them? But what a great reminder for us as mentors to stay in the game, stick with them, do not leave them. Struggle, it's okay to struggle. It's, it's okay to let them in on your life. Just let them see you walk life and persevere through hard times and have joy in difficulties and trust the Lord and consistently you know, be a part of a church body and surround yourself with people who can encourage you. Even when things get hard, let them in on your junk and stick with them in their junk because ultimately, if you don't quit, you win. I truly do believe that the Lord is doing so much that we can't even see because he who calls us is faithful and he loves our kids. He, he loves their heart. He is for the orphan. He's for the widow. He's for those who've experienced injustice, those who have experienced poverty. He sets the lonely in families. But so much of that, it, it just takes a minute. So let us as mentors be patient. Let us as mentors remember that God didn't quit on us. And it's our call to not quit on these kids. And eventually, I do believe that if you're faithful, the Lord is going to change this kid's heart. Bam. That's it. All right. Head, teach these kids something. Teach them the word. Teach them skills. All of these things. Insert knowledge into them. But then it's our job to connect it to their heart. And then just join them in the struggle as they try to take it from the heart and put it into real life as they try to love their neighbor well, as they try to you know, figure out how to, how to do finances and figure out how to go to college and figure out how to date well in a way that honors the opposite sex and just all of these things. And the best way to do that is yes, by teaching them information, but it's also by letting them into your junk and letting them observe how you do it and also just helping them struggle well. You're not doing it for them. You're not giving them the answers. You're helping create an environment where they can ask questions, where they can doubt, and where they can ultimately try to figure this out on their own, knowing that you've got their back no matter what. That is the levels of helping a mentee process through stuff yeah they are it's great all right well that's all i got what about you john yeah man i'm topped off as well yeah good stuff i kind of feel like i just went off there for just a little bit i think that you should feel free to i guess this is my podcast yeah you could do that did you hear that steven it's my podcast <laughs> don't even get me started about steven <sighs> steven my, my ex-girlfriend my wife listened to this podcast <laughs> by the way and she then she texted me that she lol'd when I talked about being triggered by Steven, I just thought that was my, that was worth it right there. I don't know if me and you are officially boyfriend, girlfriend yet. So dude, pause. I'm not going to worry about DTRing. Pause that. Okay. I don't need that. Okay. I need to keep my options open, dude. All right. Easy fat. <laughs> All right, here we go. If you enjoyed this, please share it with a friend. Please holler at us. You can contact us by social media. Send us an email. Is anyone listening to this? If there's a topic that you want us to cover, please tell us because we're running out of things to talk about. But if you missed all this, that's okay. We still love you. Remember this, you can mentor. <laughs>